0: So uh, my uh, my next guest uh, is a prominent British evangelical uh, Anglican who came out in 2015 and uh, since then has been campaigning for gay equality within the Church of England. Now uh, recently uh, in the UK uh, government has put forward plans to ban controversial gay conversion therapies they say to uh, improve the lives of gay and transgendered people uh, and uh, it comes as a brand new movie uh, starring Nicole Kidman uh, is about to be released it's called Boy Erased and it follows Jared Sykes played by Lucas Hedges uh, as his parents played by Russell Crowe and Nicole Kidman enroll him in a gay conversion therapy program let's take a listen i want you to do well i want you to have a great life
1: i love you but we cannot see a way that you can live under this roof if you're gonna fundamentally go against the grain of our beliefs jared tell me the truth that's all i think about men i don't know why i'm so sorry Your parents signed you up for a program to fix you, but, Jared, you are a perfectly normal, very healthy teenage boy.
0: They're going to do things for you.
1: You want to say goodbyes?
0: Welcome to the Refuge Program. You cannot be born a homosexual. This is a lie. It's a choice.
1: Go. Fake it till you make it. Become the man you are not. Save yourself.
0: Jared, God will not love you. The way that you are. Is this what you want? Who's going to strike this demon down? Hit him! I'm having a tough time. I'm going to give you some advice. Tell them whatever they want to hear. Play the part. Unless you really think you can change. Or even want to. What you're going through right now is just a moment. A moment. Yeah. A moment. I love God. And I love my son. For your father, it's a little more complicated. We are not finished. I am because you won't listen. Your father is sitting here telling how you hate him.
1: I'm not going to pretend I hate my father. I don't
0: hate my father. Then where is all this anger coming? Because you're making me angry. Open the door now. They say sometimes you got to hurt a child in order to help them, but a mother knows when something is right. I don't want to pretend anymore. I've had to ask myself and God if I'm ready to lose you. Your revelation. Uh, that was uh, the trailer for a brand new movie starring Nicole Kidman uh, about uh, uh, a young boy enrolled in a gay conversion therapy program by his parents. It's called Boy Erased, and it stars Lucas Hedges uh, and uh, and Russell Crowe. In addition, of course, to to Nicole Kidman. Uh, and the film's release comes as uh, the uh, government in the UK uh, is planning to ban controversial gay conversion therapies. They say to improve the lives of gay and uh, transgendered people, uh, and uh, the idea uh, is that uh, gay conversion therapy is a very antiquated uh, and very ill advised uh, sort of pseudo cycle treatment uh, which uh, some people believe um, or those who believe that uh, that sexuality uh, is uh, an affliction. Uh, can cure. Uh, There's absolutely no evidence to suggest this Uh, and someone who is incredibly passionate about pushing uh, the British government's policies through is Jane Ozan. She's a prominent British evangelical Anglican. She herself came out in 2015 but not before uh, she had gone through uh, a deliverance ministry uh, and underwent uh, an exorcism uh, a gay conversion therapy because she believed uh, that her homosexuality was was a sin and it gives me great pleasure to welcome Jane to the show this evening Jane welcome thanks so much for joining us thanks Sarah so uh, uh, yours is a, is a fascinating story to me you are somebody who went through so-called conversion therapy can you just give us a little bit of a background how did you end up in a situation uh, and was this volunt- voluntarily that you went for conversion therapy yes no i I, I did.
1: And I think just to start off to explain um the phrase "conversion therapy" really is a catch all phrase for um a variety of of, of types of prayer um, and teachings that uh, individuals like myself um choose to go through. I grew up in a a very evangelical uh charismatic uh, sort of church and setting where I believed. Uh, being gay was sinful and wrong. Um, and in fact, I, I'd go further than that. I thought that it was um, an abomination and I needed healing. Um, and I struggled quite um, uh, privately with my feelings, um, my the fact I knew I'd been falling in love with women. And I didn't feel I could talk to anybody about it because even talking about it would put me on what I call the theological naughty step, you know, it would uh, make me seem unsound amongst my friends. So I did what I now realize is, is quite common. I spent uh, quite a few years praying privately, um, you know, trying to bargain with God, trying to plea bargain, fasting and prayer. Um, and that sadly got me nowhere. it got me uh, into hospital, really. my My body uh, really um, took the the strain and stress of all that, and I ended up being rushed into a hospital in London with them running lots of tests, trying to work out what was wrong with me and then a, a, a full nervous breakdown on the back of that and I um, came out of that time feeling that I needed uh, to to get some help uh, within my church, and I started talking to a couple of friends who I thought could help, and they um, suggested I needed emotional healing. So that's the normally the first step people uh, go through. They go and um, deal with issues in their past, Um, There's a belief in certain parts of the church that um, one's um, what they see is uh, wrong attractions are often as a result, they think of a overly dominant relationship with one parent and perhaps a poor relationship with another parent. So you often pray into that. Um, Then when that doesn't work, you might start praying into other uh, significant friendships or things that might have happened to you. And frankly, you end up uh, going through every element of your past desperately trying to find a reason why you are uh, feeling the feelings that you do and as a as a an individual you're often left feeling a complete failure because you um you you make yourself very vulnerable you you share uh, very openly often with strangers uh you you pray with faith but it doesn't work so you're told that uh, perhaps you haven't got enough faith or you're not being Open enough, and as you become more and more desperate, or in my case, I started then talking to people who had experience in deliverance ministries. I thought perhaps there were um, uh, spirits of homos- homosexuality or spirits of lust that I needed uh, praying um, out, so I, I went through quite a lot of deliverance ministry and again. That was quite traumatic, um, but I did it believing that that's what God was calling me to. Wow. And I'm an educated, I'm an Oxbridge educated <laughs> woman. You'd think that I might, um, in a sense, know better. But I truly believe because everybody, this is the key, I think people don't understand. When you grow up in a an environment where everybody in your church believes the same thing, where your pastor believes the same thing, where the network of churches you belong to believe the same thing, You 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 trust that that is good and right and proper. People love you; they want to see you healed. And for a certain time, for a few months, I might think I was healed. But in my case, um, I then, after ten years of therapy, found myself in a situation where I met a, a lovely lady on a course I was doing in Oxford University as a mature student and realized that those 10-15 years of therapy had got me nowhere mm. and um, yeah now I obviously believe that God doesn't um, isn't in the business of fixing something that doesn't need fixing I mean he makes us each individually uniquely uh, and part of my sexuality is just part of that uniqueness and and can't be changed
0: now th- that's what's so fascinating for me about your story is and the reason that we're even having this conversation uh, is because uh, the so-called controversial or well, not so-called controversial controversial so-called uh, conversion therapies that look set to be banned uh, in the UK I gather as part of uh, government uh, government plans um, essentially yes. to to improve the lives of members of the LGBTQI++ plus 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 community uh, and also uh, there's a number of uh, a couple of films that have come out uh, this year looking around the issue of conversion therapy um but what's so fascinating for me is that it's not you're not you're not just not only are you gay but you're also um uh, in in the church uh, uh, mm. uh, very very prominently so those two things have historically not ever um necessarily been in a hand in hand marriage how does that how 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 did your calling in in terms of uh, becoming uh, becoming a, a what does one a priest a priest what what is your uh, i'm i'm a senior lay member of the church <laughs> of england so i
1: was um so i'm not ordained i can't be ordained actually that's part of my my challenge but uh, i back in ninety eight i was appointed uh to something called the archbishop's council of the church of england which right. means that i was a very senior lay um director of the church of england and i was a well known evangelical so um I was seen and known amongst my evangelical friends as as a a rare thing, a woman leader, if you like. So can you Um, not be ordained?
0: Sorry, Jen, can you not be ordained because you're a woman or because you're gay?
1: Well, because I'm gay and that I believe that, um, in marriage between, uh, two gay individuals. And I also believe that God calls us to have a full relationship. I, I people ask me, am I practicing gay? And the answer is, <laughs> you know, I don't need to practice, but you know, I believe that if two people love each other and they're committed to each other and they're, um, you know, that they are married to each other, then they should be having a sexual union. Yeah. And obviously that's, is not something that the Church of England believes. So there are partnered uh, gay priests, but they have to sign an agreement that they will be celibate for life. And I just think that that is wrong. I think that's ungodly, unhealthy, and frankly, as we know, leads to huge uh, levels of mental anguish, depression, self-harm, and sadly, even suicide. This is not just, you know, this is why the conversion therapy... Ban is so, so important, and I I led a major debate last year in the Church of England to condemn uh, conversion therapy and then call on the government to ban it, so Mm. I've been quite active with the government trying to, to ban it, because of the level of mental anguish and harm that it puts the LGBTQ community through.
0: In your experience, is the are the majority of uh, conversion conversion therapies therapists uh, are they tied to religion, or or, or is that not always yes. the case? Mm. Well,
1: it, it um, it's interesting because this is the journey the government has been on. Originally, they assumed that. Um, the, the therapists, if you like that were, were trying to help people uh, change their sexuality were psychotherapists or psychiatrists um, i e part of the medical profession mm. so back two thousand and fifteen, when there were calls on on the British government to to ban conversion therapy, what they decided to do was to bring together a consortium of all the major medical uh, representatives from the National Health Service to the Royal College of Psychiatrists to the uh, Christian psychotherapists and they all signed uh, an agreement it was quite a landmark agreement uh, condemning conversion therapy and saying as medical practitioners that this was uh, wrong unhealthy and led to severe mental um, uh, um, uh, health issues mm. for the LGBT community general practice you know virtually everybody was anybody in the medical health world and the government thought that that was sufficient. Now, what I and others have been trying to say is that the vast majority of people who've been offered and uh, through uh, conversion therapy do so in religious settings. They do so by, if you like, in back, back rooms of untrained, mm-hmm. unprofessional, uh, well-meaning people who believe that um, they have a, a perhaps a, a spiritual power of healing, but um, are dealing with something that's um, actually far more complex and and complicated and isn't just isn't a matter for healing at all um and the government the british government ran a survey last year and um to if you like find out the level of um the percentage of people who'd been offered or involved with conversion therapy and because they didn't believe me frankly they didn't believe that there were many people out there and to their absolute astonishment they found that thousands of the lgbt community had been through this and been severely damaged by it. Uh, We had 108,000 people responded to the survey and 2%, so 2,000 people admitted to going through conversion therapy and 5% admitted to having been offered it. So it was a much bigger problem than the government recognized and they knew they needed to act.
0: Extraordinary.
1: Yes, it's, and I can say it's not just the Christian um, faith, uh, the Muslim faith, Mm. the Buddhist faith, you know, a lot of those which have uh, roots, perhaps it is a cultural issue in, in Africa and Asia. And what we're seeing are young people, um, particularly in London who are threatened with being sent home, back home to, to homeland countries where quite primitive forms of, um, of conversion therapy. Well, it's not therapy at all. I mean, no. we have quite a lot of evidence now of, of, sadly, of corrective rape therapies that are used, which yep. are just horrific. Um, electrical, uh, treatments, you know, with currents and, and aversion therapy. It's just barbaric. And the bottom line is all the scientists, all the biologists, all the medics that we know will, will, who've done a lot of research into this know that you cannot change your sexuality. The, um, sexuality may be fluid in that it, it, you know, as we, our hormones change, as we ourselves change, sometimes that uh, changes as we get older, but you cannot, um, uh, Put yourself through programs to try and change it. You have to learn to accept it, and from my point of view as a Christian, uh, learn to celebrate who we are uh, and accept who God has made us to be, uh, and learn how to how to use that as a gift, not as something to be ashamed of.
0: Can you just talk briefly about your own experience of uh, a deliverance ministry? I mean, what what lengths, in in very practical uh, terms, did you go to um, because you felt that you needed to be healed from? what was just your sexuality well I
1: went to yes I was prepared to go to all lengths to be honest I was desperate to lead a happy and fulfilled life and that meant that I I want and I wanted to be accepted by a community I knew would disown me if I came out so I was prepared to try anything and actually the first um uh, deliverance ministry I went through was actually in South Africa, believe it or not, with uh, an individual who uh, I, um, I know cared uh, um, deeply uh, for me in, in that she wanted me to be healed. And uh, we went through a lot of prayer and deliverance ministry, um, uh, which was quite frightening from my point of view. It was the first time I'd been exposed to that sort of um, uh, demonic, as she would call it, uh, um, deliverance, um, and the the one of the difficulties is this is all done by people who you trust, who you uh, know, and frankly mean well to you. You know, mm. they love you, they want to see you healed. It's um, so you do want to. Uh, have faith in them, and uh, you go along with what they say and do. But it leaves you quite traumatised afterwards, to be honest. And then you don't feel you can talk to anybody because uh, you think people will think you're a bit <laughs> nuts, That's, um, yeah. to, to put it bluntly. Um, but it's it comes from a a faith perspective, which is still uh, very much believed within certain evangelical churches back home and across the world that. This isn't, you know, you you believe that God can uh, do anything, that you believe that God can heal you, so you assume that uh, this is something that He will want to change. And uh, all I, that's why I've become so, um, um, I suppose, outspoken in my concerns for what I see as spiritual abuse. This is not mm. something that God wants to deal with. It it leads to deep trauma. Um, it leads to great uh, mental health issues and um frankly led me to a very dark place. And um I, you know, I'm grateful to still be alive now. But sadly, that's not the case for many others who find it so uh, um, horrific that they do end up taking their own lives. So that that is why I think we have to to look again at the teaching, the spiritual teaching behind this, recognize the harm that this is being uh, that is being done. And, and look again at what the Bible, from my point of view, teaches us of what it is to be human.
0: Here would just, and my final question, I guess, to Jane would, would be, uh, what's, what's always, um, made me curious, and I, I'm not somebody that follows a, a formal, uh, religion, and, you know, th- to me that the Bible isn't the word of God, that's just, that's my personal opinion. But if, if, from from what I understand of the Bible, there are a number of sort of tenets in there in terms of you know you you are made within God's image and if 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 the God that is spoken about in the Bible or indeed in the if it's Allah in the Quran or or whatever, um, why would he? or she or it um afflict and i use that term in quotes somebody with the sin of homosexuality what i i can't i find that very difficult to reconcile when people say you know but you you have to you it's a sin and you would it it needs to be cast out why would god afflict one with this sin
1: well that's a very good question and and i think you know um that's one i had to look at and, and understand why was i believing the line that being gay was so wrong i think what happens is people uh, dogmatically um hang on to what they think is um a truth that you know that god means for people to be men and women and then they try and force everything else about uh, science about facts about being human into that belief structure and despite all the evidence that shows um, the trauma this causes people, uh, the, the scientific evidence now that shows us that sexuality is on a spectrum, that gender is on a spectrum, you know, we, we've now are far more aware of um, our, our friends who are intersex that raises all sorts of questions for us about uh, what it is to be human. But ultimately, coming back to what you were saying, God, the Bible speaks, in my mind, very clearly about that we are each wonderfully and fearfully made, that God does not make mistakes, that being human is, is the greatest gift there is, but we're all very different. And I think there is a, a very damaging theology out there that says, actually, um that, that, that some of us are a product of the fall that um, perhaps if you have a disability that you, you're a product of the fall or if your sexuality is not what it, what people think it ought to be you're a product of the fall and you need healing and that's, that's terrible um, I think that puts horrendous burdens on people and I, I think it's that theology that needs changing and challenging we have to learn to accept who we are in all our diversity and know that we, um, each are, are very different and that that is part of the beauty of creation, that we are, I don't know, a, a very diverse set of human beings. Mm. And the challenge God has is that he loves us each individually, passionately, and we have to learn to love each other, uh, as, as much as he does us or she does, depending how you.
0: Yeah, indeed. Oh, indeed. Uh, Jane, it's, uh, you're a breath of fresh air, certainly to, to me, uh, indeed. I mean, you, you know, it, it hasn't changed my views on, uh, on formal religion, but it has given me a little bit of hope that there, in terms of the, that what I believe, um, in terms of us as individuals and, and our universal right to love whom we choose, um, that, that gives me a little bit of hope. It's fascinating to have heard your story and I do thank you for joining us this evening.
1: Thank you. Thanks very much, Sarah Jane.